everyone. I'm Amanda, and I'm assisted by the lovely, beautiful, wonderful, my husband, Jake. Jake. Yep. He's helping me out tonight. Actually, he's going to do most of the work, but I'm just getting us started. So we are Dance Advisor. We have an online presence. Uh, You guessed it, danceadvisor.com, but we're most active on Instagram at guess what? At Dance Advisor. Yeah, we're pretty consistent that way. So we love dance, all things dance. In fact, my uh, brief history background, a dancer, a dance teacher, a dance studio owner, we both had a st- owned a studio for a while. And so we just want to share our love of dance with the world. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about random things. I mean, anywhere from your favorite competition lipstick to rhinestones. Yeah. I don't know. What do boys care about? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. Dance belts, but probably not. Talk no, about you, that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, we'll, we will not have an episode discussing <laughs> that. Just trust me on that one. But today we're mostly talking about what actually got us started on this was um, this time of year, a lot of people are heading to nationals. Your dance starts feeling stale. Your choreography starts feeling stale. How do you stay inspired? Yeah. Yeah, how to stay inspired. And so I think in part, um, what we've seen is. there's a, a great, it's been a TV show for a couple of years. Well, this year, a re, like a reality show, a competition, World of Dance. Uh, started last year, but actually it's been around for quite some time. So we thought that would be a great place to look for inspiration. Yes, I know in the spring I always looked forward to watching um, So You Think You Can Dance. And this year it hasn't been on, but uh, we have World of Dance this year to look forward to, which actually started this past week, which was pretty amazing to watch. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Yeah. And so we, a lot of the research we got to today that we're going to be discussing is from the magazine Dance Studio Life from their January 2018 magazine. And there was an article written by Ryan P. Casey. He wrote an amazing article about the world of dance and he actually started it with this little paragraph, which I thought was pretty awesome. Go ahead. Why don't you read it? Thank you, co-host. That was great. little segue there. Thank you. Um, he started it out. The article is entitled The Language of Dance. And it says, dance moves us because it speaks to us. We respond to the formal structure and grace of ballet the community connection of ethnic dance, and the brawn and animation of hip-hop. Whatever the spoken language of the dancer, the dance asks us, are you alive? Do you feel? Shall you join? Yes, yes, and yes. That's a great, that's a great little opening to this topic of world of dance because th- those are all the things that dance does make us do, makes us feel, makes us think. Um, in fact, my first exposure with World of Dance was not on the reality show. Um, it was actually through online in the World of Dance hip-hop dance competitions. And so my feel right away was that this was a very international-type program. Um, and I don't know about you, but it felt very uh, very inclusive. Like, like everybody was welcome to be part of it. Yes, inclusive in a good way. Not like you have to have a specific... A membership. Yes, a membership to be a part of it. Um, 
That's what I didn't know anything about the online presence that it had until I actually read this article. Even through season one, I didn't even really look into it at all. Um, but it was summed up so well in that first paragraph of this article, just talking about um, the, the language of dance is global. So looking online and seeing all the videos that are on YouTube through World of Dance and seeing it's different, you know, Romania, Berlin, all around the world, it doesn't matter what country you're from, dance is global and it's a universal language. It's so beautiful and it's so not appreciated sometimes. It's wonderful to see it have this sort of platform. Yeah, and a great venue. So I think maybe as like as dance teachers or even as dancers, um, I've been in a class with dancers from Europe. So we're in the U.S., Michigan-based. Uh, we had a group come over from Europe when I was a dancer, and uh, some of them didn't speak English very well, but we got into a classroom, and you start doing ballet, and everybody is able to do that because it's so international. And dance doesn't require, I mean, it does have a language, obviously, for uh, certain styles, but when you're watching it, it doesn't matter if the person speaks your language or not. It is universal and that um, the performance can move us, can make us cry, can make us laugh, can make us, you know, bring back memories. Uh, I'm I really think that this this idea, this world of dance, is is fascinating. I think it's really great. You know, I think it's really great right now. Yep, and and two, the competition itself sounds really exciting, um, and just very. In the article, it talked about how the biggest takeaway from going to this competition. One of the competitors said that it was. Uh, the biggest takeaway was how unbelievably gracious and supportive everyone was, and it's provided such a great platform for dance and also um, uniting dancers with other platforms and promoting different things. But I, And don't you think that that's one of the challenges, especially in small-town dance communities, that it can be like my studio versus your studio or that we go here versus you go there. And obviously that's not just something that affects small towns, but it affects larger communities as well. So having an, an arena where yes, it's a competition, but it's also full of love and appreciation for everybody else's talent. Yes. Yep. It was. Yep. Thoughts. Those are my thoughts. Good thoughts. We'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. So, so I, I think this, um, you know, the, the challenge of bringing any dance-based performance to a TV show and like a, rea- a reality show is that... A positive yes, reality. Yes, a positive reality show yeah. is that sometimes you can lose the creativity, the artistry um, over, you know, what TV executives want versus what is actually the art of dance. And so I thought NBC did a nice job with not selling out the program. That's exactly what this article brings out. They, um, the founder of world of dance, um, name drop it. I just have his last name, Gonzalez. Um, they were in talks for a while with NBC and he felt that they did a really good job of, um, elevating it in a respectful way. And, He says, I believe that any visibility for dancers is great, and I love that shows like this also provide jobs for choreographers and dancers who work behind the scenes. So that's definitely a positive, and it's always great to hear dancers give props to their choreographers when they're on shows like this, because we know how hard choreographers work, for sure. 
Well, and I think that just kind of goes to this, you know, idea about like reinventing or reinvigorating our creativity. Uh, when we're stuck and we've choreographed 30 dances or 400 or I don't know, even two, um, depending on what you've done or what you've seen, it can feel very stale. It can feel like the same thing. So any ideas or tips you think for, you know, keeping that creativity? Well, I think for one, just exposing yourself, continually exposing yourself to different aspects. And another thing we've really seen is that not even just watching it, but even as a dance teacher, making yourself go through the movements really helps you express that in your choreography. Um, No matter how old you get, just trying to keep learning and growing, taking Um, workshops and going to convention, taking the teacher's classes and summer's teacher's courses, things like that. Just Demonstrating with your left side, maybe? (laughs) Never. (laughs) (laughs) You've got one one leg is really in shape and the other leg you can barely move. Yeah, or one foot points and the other one not so much. Yeah, biscuit. So, (laughs) So I think that those are really great suggestions, and it's important to remember that a good teacher... Uh, is a good student. So, you know, if you're a student and you want good things out of your teacher, like your teacher probably should be doing more things outside of the studio. And if you're a teacher, you should expect that your students want you to keep learning, keep creating. And if you're a studio owner, of course, you want your whole environment to be a culture of learning, not just on the kids, but even on the staff. I remember we had a staff ballet class when we owned the studio, and it was awkward at first for all of us to go in and like take a ballet class together. Um, but it was great to move and move in a way that you don't normally move. That's what choreography does. Yes. Yeah, but it forces you to go outside of your box, outside of your comfort zone. And so as a choreographer, that is incredibly important. But we are way, we're like on another episode right now on tangent. choreography. Yes, tangent right there. You just got to hear one. Um, so this week we watched World of Dance. And And it it, was a good one. It was a good one. It was amazing. It opened up with the Desi Hoppers. I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I'm really sorry. Um, They were the Bollywood fusion, hip-hop fusion I thought it was a great piece. It was really awesome. I loved that they used um, a Shape of You remix, just Ed Sheeran, I Love You. And so that was a... I'm right here. Yeah, that's a great song. Jake, you're pretty great, too. So this idea, though, of, like, mixing culture and hip-hop, like, I think that's, obviously, hip-hop is all about the culture. So kind of to see another culture outside of the one we normally see for hip-hop do this, I thought that was really great. Again, this whole idea of world of dance, all-inclusive, everybody together, that was really great to see. Yeah. What about the ending? Oh, Caught in the Splits. Boom. That was pretty amazing right there. And says, I'm a dancer, like, doing the splits. And being caught in them. That's very true. What would you think about the blind dance? So, I did really like it. I mean, it didn't move me to tears or anything. And I understood the intricacies of all the footwork and how well that was timed and how insanely difficult that must have been. Um, It was not my favorite. Of the night, which... It was good, though. It was good. Yeah. It was good. I was, um... I did not... I was not in love with Sean. I was not connecting with Sean, the male. Um... He's no Ed Sheeran. I... Yeah. I don't... I, once her blindfold came off and, like, she smiled and made eye contact with the camera, 
I was hooked. I loved her, Casey. I thought she was really great. She had a great smile, and um, I really liked the choreography. It just, it didn't hit me like yeah. it did everybody else. Well, but see, that's the thing about dance is what moves you might not move me. You know that expression, uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure? Yeah. Sometimes that can be for choreography, too. You might not like it, but somebody else, it moves them. So It was it, true. I did like it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. It wasn't trash. Got it. It, it was just not my favorite. <laughs> um, so I, I thought the um, S-Rank, the other hip-hop crew... Um, I thought they were incredibly solid, and I liked them definitely more than the first hip-hop crew. Yeah, I did like them a lot. And one thing that was incredibly entertaining was the stink faces on all of the judges <laughs> as they were watching it. Um, you know they instantly must have, like, some major... So, teachers, uh, if um, you just imagine while you're watching your pieces or other people's pieces, like, if there was a camera on you during uh, recital week or during competitions, like, what would your face look like? I- and you know what? We're probably really glad that there is not a camera on our face. I'm pretty positive. Yeah. Although sometimes um, at our last recital, I actually had one of our other teachers tell me that during my piece, she can tell I'm super proud of Aww. our kids. Because it just makes you want to smile, you know? Um, so what about... Um, okay, so I've got a little bone to pick with self-choreography. So I think this is... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important uh, for students to choreograph. But on a setting like this, on a stage that is in a show in front of millions and millions of people, yes, maybe you did choreograph this as a student, you know, as a performer. But don't you think it's important to, like, give some sort of credence to what got you there. You didn't like wake up one morning and become self-choreographed. Right. I think it just kind of smacks in the face of like, like in the me generation or the, this is what I want, or this is who I am not giving that. Like, what about your trainers? What about who built that foundation? Okay. So I totally get what you're saying. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Um, would it be different if the dancer was older? Saying that they choreographed it themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So you're just saying for younger dancers who are obviously still incredibly involved with their teacher, just to give credit to their training? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's important in any facet of life. If what got you here is important, like you didn't, we didn't arrive where we are on our own. We've got people to thank. I just think like an attitude of gratitude is really important. Right. Like saying, I choreographed this myself, but I could not have gotten here without Miss Debbie. She is the one yes. who just yeah, exactly. pushed me beyond the bounds. And oh, do, You have to elaborate. I think just giving that even that small little note to the educator who helped you, the dance teacher, coach, choreographer, whatever, who brought you, inspired you. I just think it's it's healthy. It's really healthy to be absolutely, in that absolutely, and just an attitude of gratitude is always beneficial. Yeah. Um, one thing I learned at one of my teacher training things that I went to uh, talked about how dance is so unique in that you can't learn it from anyone really, but another person. There's only so much of video. It's all passed on, or it's, even reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all passed on, and so we really do need to give credit to those people that have passed on this beautiful gift, and so, yeah. I, I, so who, I get who, what you're saying. Who, um, who do you give credit to? I would give credit to um, 
my one of my best friends in school, Whitney Learman, who really nice. taught me a lot about gymnastics. And um probably my mother in law, Deb Knight, who my mom, whoop, whoop. Yep, gave me a lot of love for dance. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, I think most of us involved in dance, well, maybe not most, uh, maybe some of us, but that's the same for me. You know, having a parent, having a mother who opened a dance studio and forced you to dance, um, and then you realize that this is a huge part of your life, you know, to be grateful for that, for the legacy, and then to pass that on. Because, you know, keeping it to yourself, that, that's no good. And tangent number two complete. Good. Right, so uh, last, the last piece of the entire show was the salsa. Boom. Hold on. Unreal. We're skipping Jackson Willard. Uh, I just oh, have to give yeah, him yeah, a yeah. shout out. He was awesome from Utah. For some reason, that state produces insanely amazing dancers. Go Utah. Go Utah. Um, I want to go there just because of that reason. And he was he was really great. His piece did affect me. Yeah, 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 me too. I think yeah. uh, I may have gotten teary-eyed. Yeah, his no performance quality sure. performance quality was top-notch for me. But okay. are you going to Karen E. Ricardo? The salsa? Yes. So I just thought the commitment in that piece, you know, when you look for something in a partner, you need that sort of connection, and there was 100% commitment and connection. Absolutely loved it. Uh, hashtag fire. Yes, and what J-Lo's always saying about making sure you have stuff in between the big movements and how they filled that in, that was really great. Um, I also have to say their costuming was amazing. I loved the colors of the rhinestones. It was gorgeous. She looked amazing. Her nails were rhinestoned. I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but that was also phenomenal. Complete package. Had sparkles on her nails, so way to go. Also, they were, like, dagger sharp, so just... <laughs> <laughs> so just, if you're going to do partnering, you know, maybe not do that. You know, just a little, Well, you know, like, there's just a lot of trust tale. there. There's a, a lot, lot of trust. trust. Yep. So that was our little take on this week's episode. Um, not every episode is going to be about World of Dance, but um, just wanted to say thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day to uh, give us a listen. Again, I'm Jake. And I'm Amanda. And we are Dance Advisors. Check us out on danceadvisor.com slash podcast to hear more of this. Or check us out on SoundCloud. And if you have any feedback for us, we'd love to hear it. Tell us that we sound awful, that you... No, no, no. It needs to be a positive sandwich. So you have to say something good. And then if there's negative, you put it in the middle. And then you wrap it up with something positive. Because we're new to this. And we need a lot back, (laughs) people. Our feelings might get hurt. So uh, you can email us at podcast at danceadvisor.com or find us on Instagram at danceadvisor or Facebook slash danceadvisor or basically just Google Dance Advisor and you'll find us. Yes, talk to us. We'd love to hear from you and give us ideas for more podcasts. What would you like to hear us talk about? All right, so as we say, dance on. <laughs>